Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. It seems like that intro is getting longer and longer every time. Because <laughs> we have to listen to it every time now that we switched out our board. Maybe. There, there's something definitely going on. How uh, how was your weekend? It was good. No mishaps. No uh, doing flips on monkey bars this weekend. No, that was lessons. an interesting story last time. Uh, monkey bar girl uh, bruises ribs. Yes. Um, Sues the city park. No. No. No, if they had a camera, they'd be like, look at this girl. Look no. at the, they probably do somewhere. And uh, I don't know if you've checked YouTube or not, no, but you may be the next star mm -hmm. out there. We've got, uh, we have a great guest in the studio today. I'm pretty pumped up. Uh, Jeremy, are you online with us? I am. All right. Am. Yes, All sir. right. So we've got Jeremy Torresk. Uh, Jeremy is from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And uh, man, it, it just has an array of things that this guy has done over the years. But one of the things that he has consistently done has been an accomplished individual. And we're excited to have you on the show today. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm still go ahead while you're talking. I'm going to keep adjusting some levels in here. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, one of the things in your story that, that just, it jumped out at me. And it's because I'm, you know, as most of our listeners know, I'm, I'm just, I'm a farm guy, a farm kid from Northwest Oklahoma in a real small town. And I've worked hard, you know, and, and I think that that's a byproduct of getting somewhere in life. And I've been successful there. In reading your story, you know, it started out, you started off digging pits um, for the local cable company through Perseverance, Positive Mindset. Uh, you have worked your way up the ranks in business and become a successful individual. So this is not a guy that I'm going to assume was born into money. This is a guy that's worked hard to get to where he's at today, and, and he's learned a lot of life lessons. You'll share some of those with us today on the show, I hope. I certainly will. I'm looking forward to getting in there, and hopefully uh, the time will fly by because uh, the stories are plentiful and deep, and, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll cover a lot, and hopefully we'll inspire and touch some people. Nice. I've got a lot of friends out there that have stories that get pretty deep. Unfortunately, there's no context. There's no content or yeah, or context. Like the deeper they the get, the worse they get. And, yeah. <laughs> now we're we're really excited. You know, one of um, we talked a lot about real estate, and as you know, one of our major sponsors is United Country Real Estate. Uh, we have an oil and gas company and a mineral marketing sponsors the show, and then a couple of other companies also. And between all of them, they're comprised of people, of individuals looking for success. They're either striving for that or they're looking to hire and bring in individuals that have a successful attitude. So um, tell us a little bit, if you don't mind just starting off about your background, uh, who you are, where you came from, and um, just kind of what you're doing today. Sure. So um, again, my name is Jeremy Torsk, and uh, I was born down here in Hollywood, Florida, right next to Fort Lauderdale, uh, to very young 
And uh, in the book, I call it damaged people. Uh, they were, they each had a very checkered background and got together and had my sister very young at 18, myself by the time they were 20. And so they just perpetuate, perpetuated the, the party lifestyle and they abused a lot of alcohol and drugs. Um, growing up, I, I was raised in that environment. So um, I tell a story about how I was very, very bad student, uh, horrible, horrible in school. and the only advice that I really ever got from my parents was, listen, if you get a D, they can't kick you out. So <laughs> try to just get a D. Like literally, that was like the best advice I ever got from them. And um, so I, I always had this, this uh, kind of need to please. Uh, just never really got any kind of uh, approval. So I used to cut grass in my neighborhood and, you know, and pretty much for free. Uh, I had my grandmother's down the road, my aunt's down the road, and and some old people who lived in the neighborhood. And I just cut the grass and just for the Thanks, just for the accolades. Good job, attaboy, you know. And those that that helped fulfill my kind of uh, need for approval. And so I, I think that's where my work ethic came. My dad was a truck driver. They were hardworking people. My mother was a waitress and a cafeteria school worker. So it wasn't that they didn't work hard. They just didn't have any aspirations. And so they they didn't aim very high. So really, I just went through life thinking, no, truck driver, that's a pretty good job. And so that's where I was until uh, some secrets came around and, and kind of slipped out. We can get into that a little bit later and found out a deep family secret when I was 20 years old. And that changed my mindset. But it, it was until then, you know, I was on my own. I left the house at 17 years old, was on my own, living on my friend's couches, joined the Marine Corps to you know, really have a place to live. And uh, because I had quit school to work, uh, they didn't, I got my GED and then they let me go to the Marines because you needed college credit. So that was a big circle and it was a very big disappointment. But, um, I started digging pits for the girl I met and her stepdad said, Hey, do you want to come to work and make $600 a week where I was making 300? And I said, yeah, I started digging pits, which, uh, that was a trench. That was a yeah. ditch digger. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you say, and it turns out I stayed in the industry now for third, this is my 30th year in the industry of telecommunications construction. So I was digging trenches for the cable company. I'm still doing that. Um, I belong to a $60 million company that contracts all over the country for the biggest names you can think of Windstream and, and Fiberlight and, you know, uh, Verizon, T-Mobile, these kind of companies. Back then, local cable company, I started at, you say you start at the bottom and work your way up. I started at the bottom and worked my way down hmm. because I was digging pits. And then I had to work <laughs> my way up out of the pit. That's but, classic. Uh, yeah, that, that's so, the background. And so the, it. So the, the job that was, uh, you were literally a ditch digger. Yes, that was my job. Yeah, very good. And, and, and still, we call it pits because they were shorter than ditches. <laughs> so there were pits. There you go. Yes, it rolls off the, the tongue easier. If you want to put it on a business card, no, I don't dig ditches. I dig pits. Yeah. I I assume that there's some different equipment. You're you're operating at a different standard and a different level today than you were 30 years ago. We still use pit diggers. Actually, there's a, there's always a pit. There's always a pit that he's digging when somebody uh, strikes the cable underground. You've got to dig around it to repair it, and that's uh, those are called pits. So, you know, now, we had a guy. <laughs> we had a guy here in the in the office with us last week. I think it was, um, oh, the guy from uh, 
I'm drawing a blank right now. He came through Brian Hauser. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So Brian is a salesman for I think he called it Hydrovac trucks. Yeah. And they spray water down in pits and then vacuum it up. So they use yeah, water to break that. the material loose and and uh, yep. and pull that yeah, up. We, I don't know which <laughs> I don't know which company he's with, but he sells the actual trucks. He's uh, he's right. uh, a salesman yep. for Eric. the company that produces those. Yeah, we actually use those trucks. We call them soft digs, and uh, sometimes the permits require it. If you're digging around very sensitive fiber optics, they don't want you striking it by accident. So you have to do a soft dig, and we actually use those. So I'm very much familiar with those. Very cool. Well, small like, world. Luckily, we just I'm had not doing it anymore. And we just, <laughs> just had that com- the people. <laughs> We just had that conversation with him last week. It's kind of a small world. We're on the same topic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So. From ditch digging to um, to executive management or ownership, you have an ownership in that company now, and uh, I think you were telling us either before the uh, before the call or on on a break there that um, they had just sold the company. You've just sold and had a very successful sale. We did. It kind of came out of nowhere. We were not looking to sell, but um, we had a, a, an offer come in, and after about five months of negotiating, they made uh, you know they kept making it a little sweeter and. We went for it. There were four partners. I was a very minority partner. I was an equity partner because I was an employee, but I was valued. They treated me very nicely. Um, I am the executive vice president for the company of operations, which means everything outside the ops door is mine. And we have nine offices across the country. So I travel almost every week to a different office. And so I was, I'm pretty, I know where all the bodies are buried. You know what I mean? So it's very valued and they made it, um, they gave me 10% ownership years ago just to say thanks. And when they, we sold recently, they actually gave me 10% of the proceeds, which was extremely generous and life-changing. I've always, um, I've been up and down. I've lost business. 10 years ago, guys, I was bankrupt. I lost a company during the 2009 bubble burst to the housing market because my company back then was digging only for new builds, which as you know, the new build houses, they all stopped working, right? They all went out of business nine years ago or 10 years, 11 years ago now. Uh, but I lost my company. I had uh, five trucks, 11 employees and six customers. And all of them went out of business the same week, three weeks before Christmas. Wow. And so uh, 10 years ago I had, I was des- just destitute, $0. I owed about 600,000 in debt. I had a broken leg because oh, I wow. did something I never should have done. Were you swinging on the monkey flag. bars? <laughs> I was playing flag football with my uh-huh. 12-year-old. Yep. It always starts <laughs> off with those kids, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I snapped my <laughs> knee so bad. Uh, so I couldn't work. I didn't have a high school diploma. I was destitute. I was losing my house, bankrupt. And now fast forward just 10 years later, and we just sold, and I am uh, extremely thankful. But, um, yeah, that just goes to show you that, as long as, because where I was from, even even then, guys, ten years ago, with all that, I got up and I smiled every day, mm-hmm. and it was a great day. Because when I was a kid, I was much lower than that. I had no hope of ever being like that. So I was already there. I was a business owner. I had a house. I had five employees. I had you know eleven employees, five trucks. So because I had accomplished, I knew I could accomplish. Again, it wasn't my fault. The bubble. Mar- Busted, you know, of my fault for not diversifying, but lesson learned, check the box. So even though it didn't happen, you know, it happened like that, I was so still high on life because I knew no big deal, it'll happen again. 
you know, and it did. And now it's happened, you know, exponentially, even as of last week, incredibly successful in every facet of the life, you know, that you could think of because now I get to, for the rest of my life, I get to help people. I get to get up and go to work. I get to go better this business for the next year. And I get to do anything I want to help as many people as I can now. So it's just, it's a great, uh, it's a great time guys. I'm very happy. And I get to be on your great show. I was just going to mention that. I'm glad you beat me to it. (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, we only deal with the elite on here. (laughs) I've listened and I can, I can verify that's true. You know, out of everything you just said, the one thing that still sticks out at me is, uh, that, and, uh, maybe you rethink this, maybe you don't, um, is anytime a ditch digger tells you, I know where all the dead bodies are. <laughs> all the bodies are buried. All the bodies are buried. That's what she said. Yeah. So uh, that well, we have gators up. down here, so they're not really buried. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Digested. <laughs> um, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit here about um, and and why we asked you uh, to be on this show and what we really want to get out of you is we have a lot of small business owners, just people that own businesses. They're trying to carve out their their own niche here and and uh, and uh, grow, you know, both um, personally and professionally. Some of the things that I see in in your bio and I've listened, you know, to you speak about is uh, it just intrigued me that you you get it, you understand kind of what's in that that DNA for successful people. You found success yourself and then recognized those elements that helped get you there. And I want to talk about those a little bit because I think that that will help a lot of people that are looking at, <clears throat> excuse me, that are looking at, um, you know, changing maybe their self, their, you know, whether it's their, their routines or, or the way they approach business or their mannerisms or, you know, how they carry on conversations. Also in their recruiting, when they're looking for other people to come into their business or a company. What should they be looking for? Exactly. Yeah. Who are the go-getters and how do you identify them? Yeah. So we want to talk about that. Um, I'll tell you what, let's do this. Let's slip away. Let's hear from our sponsors real quick. When we come back, that's what we're going to talk to Jeremy about is what are those elements that are found in successful people? How's that sound? Absolutely wonderful. All right. Very good. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? unitedcountry.com over 30,000 farm recreational and lifestyle properties are just a click away helping people find their American dream for over 90 years we will help you find yours log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom thinking about selling a real estate investment but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. 
Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out auctiontime.com. Find great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at auctiontime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday, so register and start bidding today. Auctiontime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're back in the studio with uh, Jeremy Torsk. And uh, Jeremy, while we were on break, we talked a little bit about those elements that you find in successful people. Um, let's dive into that. And let's talk, if you, even if you want to recap a little bit about some of the stuff that helped develop you and, and what we find in consistently in people that are successful, what may be missing, you know, in some of the culture today that would give them a, a huge advantage. Well, some of the things that I look for, for, you know, I, I travel, like I said, all over the country, opening new offices. I hire a lot of people from diggers to executive vice presidents to work under me. I also have a lawn business. My son runs, we hire workers. My wife is in real estate as well. We have um, people that we try to recruit to work for us. Uh, we do real estate investment and also retail real estate. And the one thing that everybody has in common who is successful is that they have experienced failure yeah, and they've accepted it and asked for help to, to get over it. And they haven't, they have probably blamed people in, in the beginning, like I used to, but when they realized there's, when you point your finger at someone or something, there's three more pointing back at you. When you accept it, you had a part in the failure. Like when the housing market busts, it wasn't my fault, except for I didn't have diversity. So there was my part. So, so I find that people who I like to hire people who have experienced failure and have a way to overcome it. I like people who interview me as much as I interview them. I find those people who are interested in how does your company work and what's the system and do you have a process? Like those are all great questions that get my juices going because they get it that that's what you need to they're able and willing to run and follow a process and, and apply it because that's another thing that makes you successful is a process or a system, whether it's through your components, dials and buttons that you have, or is it, do I get up at the same time every morning? Do I allow myself 30 or 40 minutes to kind of, you know, don't pick my phone up right away. Let me go and do some breathing exercises or work out or read or write in the thankful, you know, gratitude journal, any of those kind of things. Those are the kind of things that all successful people have in common. At the base, at the foundation. You know, I love that. I, and I love the fact that you led with that because normally, <clears throat> if, you ask, if you ask 10 people, well, what are the elements you find in successful people? Uh, they start, you know, right at the top. Well, work ethic. You got to be a hard worker. You know, you got to be disciplined. You have to have a disciplined approach. I'm, I'm not saying that that stuff's not accurate, but there's something that you just said in that that resonates with me is you have to know how to fail. Yeah. You have to have failed before and understand what that looks like and how to respond to that to know whether you're going to have um, persistence and perseverance, you know, and, and, and you're going to learn from that lesson and then do better on the next time. 
You know, this premise right now uh, amongst a lot of families and people raising children that, um, you know, everybody participated, so um, no, nobody lost. Everybody wins. All the kids get a trophy and stuff. I argue if that's the best, you know, mm-hmm. if that's the best um, possible outcome for somebody in a competitive situation, because how do you ever discipline yourself to become better if you've never experienced you've been- losing? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of arguments out there. Uh, of course, my kids, I was not a competitive person. Uh, I was a musician. I played the drum. But for lack of a better word, it, it's what touches my soul. It's what it's God speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't a, a jock. I played in the drum line. So I was, I was at every football game and I don't think I watched two plays. Um, now, my children come along and they are they were jocks. They were mm-hmm. basketball players. And and even playing flag football, I was their coach. And I couldn't, I was like, okay, here's what you do. You run this way, you run this way. And you see that now? We just made a happy face, right? <laughs> and they're like looking at me. <laughs> and then I, when I was divorced and they had their stepfather come along, I had him join me as assistant coach one day. And, and he took a play and he was like, oh, we're going to do a flea flicker and uh, honey, double, double pass, whatever. And they, their eyes lit up. And he just had that competitive drive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, here's the whistle, coach, right? So he coached them from then on. Now, I was also a competitive fighter. So, and being on the street from a very young age, I, I was, I'd literally been in over a thousand street fights. And then I joined martial arts and I fought competitively. So, yeah, you could throw a ball far, I'll punch you in your throat, right? So, so I never felt like <laughs> not superior or over or above a jock, but I just didn't care to have a competition. Not to say that I'm not, ultimately competitive i am just not in sports so with the idea of all the kids getting their trophies like you said when the mind did the same thing but they were surrounded still by my personality and they could always tell dad's talking to a contractor dad's talking to a customer dad's talking to an employee dad's talking to a co-worker they could they always used to tell me it's like a joke when they were little because they saw you know a consistency i was an example and so as long as you do in your house like clean your own backyard doesn't matter what society does to your kids because you know you can't control that a circle of influence is is all you got Mm -hmm. and that's your time with the kids and it's served well i have a fireman he's about 18 months from being a fireman uh party passed a bunch of school with my 19 year old runs a lawnscape service 19 i'm sorry uh, five employees 300,000 we're going to revenue this year my daughter's a, a paralegal uh, with, you know, four years of, you know, so, and then I got a senior still and uh, two BD. All right. We don't know <laughs> that's, that's his home school and we don't know, but uh, he's the smartest one of the bunch. So I'm not too worried about him, yeah. but uh, yeah, it, you take care of your business and let them get those trophies or everyone else. And, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do the right thing if you show them. And luckily they, if we only have a few friends too, that's not the secret to success for the kids get into a small nucleus of just one or two friends and that way there's not too many outside influences on them. Yeah, we peer, there. peer pressure. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of that in this studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trina, yes. bad influence. Oh, yeah, she's heavy-handed. <laughs> I am a little. She, uh, she rules with an iron fist. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, if, if you're okay, let's talk some more about just some of the maybe some of the specific elements that you tend to find in successful people um, at the, at the ground stage, you know, at the, at laborers, 
you know, at the um, at the actual job site out here and, and project stage, all the way up to executive management. And I understand that normally, you know, it has a tendency for one of those to kind of, you find in a lot of these companies, a lot of people started out there at the, uh, at the base business, at the floor, and they work their way up. What are some of the things that help them remain successful in that job? Keeping in well, mind, keeping in mind, Jeremy, everybody measures success differently. You know, I, I've mm-hmm. worked with a lot of people who said, I have no interest at all in being in executive management or being in office management. I love the floor. Uh, I like the people. I'm earning a good wage. I go home. I don't have to read through 500 pages every night and watch videos. I just come in and do my job and have a great time and go home. And they're satisfied with that, too. So for them, that's success. Yeah. Well, I have got the LTs worked for us for 18 years now with the company that, you know, that I was, that I'm with currently that's, I've been there uh, for three years. It's existed for 18 and uh, LT has been there uh, 18 years, all 18. He, he is our, uh, still our kind of warehouse guy all, all around, you know, laborer. He's, that's what he wants. And that, I would call that success, a job for 18 years mm-hmm. where you're valued and, and treated right. And he does it, you know, very, his job very well that he's a successful man. He has a great big family and uh, he's very proud. He goes home every day, goes up every, goes to work every day, takes care of his business. That is success. Success is not measured in dollars. And if you think it is, you're never going to make it. You've got to be happy and you've got to be prideful in your work. And, and you have to give the key to success is give, 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 receive. And if you have that ratio, you will be successful because you'll help others be successful. Um, communication, be a good communicator, listen and, and delivering, communicating well, two ways. You have two ears, one mouth, use them proportionately when you're in a, uh, a server <laughs> role. That you sounds be, familiar, you know, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know your role. I think that's his and favorite then, you know, quote apply it. Use. <laughs> <laughs> So there, I mean, there are so many little things. It's the little things. If you said, you know, the hard work and stuff, I know a bunch of lazy millionaires, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, especially with a dot-com age. Um, so I don't know that that's even an element that I would choose in my top 30 is hard worker being a consistent worker. If, if you have a business and doesn't mean you have to work hard at it, you have to work consistently at it. You know, take the failures as you go. Um, always act like it's your first day, you know, and just try to find someone to serve. And I don't care what you're doing in this world. If you're serving people, you will be successful in, in many different categories. Outstanding. Well, could not agree more. We're, we're sitting here. We're both nodding our head the whole time you're talking. So that's, you know, that's the recipe. If you were going to build a person uh, and, and it's the kind of person that will enjoy personal and professional success, it's also the kind of person that you want to be around you know, they're, they're very yeah. inviting, you know, because they're very giving and, and uh, that just somehow makes their heart open up and makes, uh, makes them open to new ideas and sharing. And, and uh, there's a lot of ways to prosper in, in uh, life. Absolutely. So one of the things that we talked about, and, and now I think it's the appropriate time to bring it out. With that in mind, you have a good work ethic, you, you're a giving individual, you ultimately receive from that, you're intelligent, you know, you're well, um, you're, you manage your job and your space well, and, and you're, you're trained and educated and so on. 
the the habits, those disciplined habits that people get into. And I think this can go back to maybe real estate a little bit more, auctions, real estate, uh, sales in general. I don't care if you're selling, you know, shoes or ball bearings or selling real estate, you know, or selling Hydrovac trucks, as we talked about earlier. You have to be regimented and disciplined in that approach. So, Let's talk a little bit about disciplined habits. I know that's one of your talking points, uh, Jeremy, whenever you speak and, and you're on other shows, but uh, let's let's talk some about that and how that may relate to some of the people listening today. So I can speak directly to that in the real estate uh, context as my wife, my loving partner and my best friend is a realtor and she was not always, and she wasn't born a realtor. She was actually born a hairdresser. <laughs> she just came out, her father and her uncle were hairdressers they call them barbers uh, back then. And, and, uh, and she was a barber. She cut hair in a very upscale men's barber shop for you know, most of her life. She also owned a jewelry store. So she's also very entrepreneurial spirited, like spirited like me. Uh, when we met, she worked in the, and you know, that's how we met. She cut my hair. So when she became a realtor and she was part-time and um, she didn't want to cut hair anymore. So you have to transfer to full-time. That took about three years to do that. And that took a lot of discipline, but it took a lot of building habits and figuring that out. We figured it out together. Number one, especially I can tell you just from right now is uh, branding yourself. That takes every action every single day to yep. brand yourself mm-hmm. and so with the so it's never been easier by the way to do that with social media um so it's getting up and again getting these habits and habits are discipline and disciplines are hard and disciplines stink but doing the hard things make you happy because just like we don't want to go to the gym and you don't go you feel worse and you want to don't want to go to the gym you go man do you feel good when you leave so every day you got to brand yourself and then you have to make the calls every single day. You got to make your little videos every single day. They're like a list of 30 things you could do that you have to do, but they're all small and they're all relatively painless. Yeah. What's painful is doing them every single day. And I'm talking about Saturday and Sunday, the monotony. Right? at least yep. something, mm-hmm. at least something, yeah. you know, um, it's uh, reading. So I call it uh, being your own CEO, whether you work for a company or you own the company or you're, you're a solopreneur, like my wife, just with her, or her real estate company, you treat it like you, you own it. And so it's doing the little things with consistency and discipline. And then with the server heart, right? With You want to help people. Um, and you just want to kind of become the thought leader. So when people think of it, they think of you. They don't think of you as um, you know, just one-sided. They think of you as a person. So when you, when I'm talking about branding and doing the things every day, why it's easy is because you're not doing real estate every day. You're learning something about business every day or yourself or about humanity or contributing with charity, you know, and you touch all these people and they get to know you and they follow you and they, and you blend it in with your profession. And then you're on their mind because they see you every day doing something small. All right. Continuing education is something you need to do in your real estate agent, but it should be something if you're a secretary or an admin for a company, you want to become uh, to move into the finance department, educate yourself. It's free on YouTube, watch YouTube videos on finance. And that way, when you're in a coffee room and the manager comes in for finance and you start talking to them about finance, trust me, hard, good people are hard to find. If they want to move you from your, your department to their department, they'd much rather do that and go look for an outsource. So if you just start talking about terms, 
that they understand because you watched it on YouTube, you're going to have a, an interview at least. And then you watch interviews, you know, interview you know, YouTube videos and you interview well, you know, all these things contribute to success. And guess what? Understanding that it never gets easy because when you make it to the next level, it's not going to be easy. Every is hard. And so life is hard. It will never get easier, <laughs> but those are the rewards. The rewards are so rich, right? When things are hard. So just having that mindset that um, these things that you're doing are hard, but they are so rewarding if you put the time in. So, you know, th that's what's always going to get you to the next. That's what always got me to the next level. There's a part of my book where I used to sweep in the morning, used to sweep the warehouse. No one asked me to. And that got me like three promotions. I didn't know it at the time. I wrote about it, about how I found out. But they never had to ask me to sweep, but I always swept yeah. because I didn't want to be outside with the technicians talking, you know, about how much they drank the night before, who's better than another. And, you know, because again, I wasn't competitive like that. I just went out and did my job. Yes, sir. So in the morning, I used to grab a broom because I also have ADHD. So I, <laughs> I didn't like stand still <laughs> either, but that also helped. <laughs> the, so, yeah, the, AD, the ADHD broom. <laughs> yeah. And it was hard because it was a left-handed broom and I'm right-handed. Right <laughs> so it was more challenging. Nice. <laughs> well, you say it never gets easier if, um, and, and I'm just speculating here, I haven't been through it, but if they sell your company for a lot of money um, and you do very well on that, can you take at least a day off or two days off after that? I, I, taking, I haven't, but um, I might, actually I am taking some time off. I'm turning 50 on the World Day weekend and um, I'm going to the, the Caribbean, to the Bimini. Nice. It's, nine, it's like two hours from South Florida. So it's a very common place for, I've never been there, but um I've spent a lot of time in the Caribbean because I, I actually did the hurricane restoration for Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, and the Bahamas for the, all these last couple of hurricanes, the last five years. Devastating hurricanes. Spent many, many times, a whole year, year and a half in these places. Love the Caribbean. And so, yeah, I want to turn 50, and I will take that weekend and won't have my phone on. And, yes, I promise you. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you, my friend. You've, you've earned it, you know. <clears throat> It's, uh, that's how it's supposed to work is, um, again, it's like, uh, at the end of the game, you either get a trophy or you don't. Right. So <laughs> yeah, yeah you, either, you might get one, but you know, if you earned it or not. Yes. And so, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to catch a couple of, uh, dolphin and Maui, you know, just, we're going to have a good time. We have some very good, very close friends and we're just very tight circle. That's awesome. That's good stuff. I'll tell you what, we'll slip away. We're going to hear from our sponsors one more time. Jeremy, we'll come back and we'll wrap up with you. Stay tuned. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? UnitedCountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to UnitedCountry.com and find your freedom. 
Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Find great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're back in the studio with Jeremy Torres. Uh, Jeremy, here's how I'd like to kind of wrap up as uh, we're starting to ease out of this. Um, I would like to take everything that we've talked about, you know, the disciplined approach, um, kind of what a, a model example of a successful person looks like. And a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast are focused on recruiting or surrounding themselves with like-minded individuals. So let's talk about two sides to that equation. One, uh, what you know? What do those people typically look like? What are what are you looking for in um, in salespeople? I'm sure that you have people that uh, sell your service out there in in the industry. What do those people look like? And then maybe we talk also about where you know are some potential places that um, that we find them because you have uh, and your wife has a, a real estate background. So let's start off sure. with the DNA. What those people look like. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we've had a few people that we've hired as kind of our admins to help us with social media. We've had some j a junior achievement. Uh, we do mentoring for junior achievement. And so we aim for some folks who like to be in sales, especially real estate sales. And so a lot of the things that I start off with those type of people who want to be where we're going to be or where we are is a, they're open to direction. All right. One of the things that one of my favorite sayings is act at the speed of instruction. So if you can, if you, if you meet somebody who say they want to be a realtor and you say, read this book, watch these videos, let's do some role playing and they're open to it and they do it, especially the role playing. If they're not, if they're getting someone so uncomfortable and I'm tight, I'm tight to even pretend like they're on a sales call. That's bad candidate. So you want people who are open to learn, and who act at the speed of instructions when you tell them this is, and I'm not saying this is how you do it, but I can show you that this is how I did it. And if they follow suit and if they get a little bit of success, that will encourage them. You want somebody um, who's realistic, who has some realistic ex uh, expectations, not expecting to sell a million dollar house on their first call, mm -hmm. right? Someone with a little bit of thick skin that can take no. And that, that understands that no is just, you know, not yet, perhaps, right? And so they, they can call them again and, and talk, have a conversation. Um, some people, who, they got to be organic, right? And they don't have sales rest. So selling, and I, I forget, you know, Latin or something, it just means servicing, really, at the root of the word. 
you're helping people. If you if you realize that you're just helping families find homes or land for the for their families, and you look at yourself with that through that lens that you're you're helping them, you're never going to sell anything. You're, you won't have to. You're just going to be helping them because they're going to be depending on you getting them through a very un- misunderstood and, and and very stressful situation that they're probably only going to experience two or three times in their life. And so they got to trust you. And so you have to be trustworthy, right? You have to do what you say and say what you do. So, you know, all those little things, it goes all the way back to, and it's a universal, whether you're a salesperson for real estate or a salesperson for a cars or just a good employee, all of these things will go towards you finding the next level or the next morsel of success, finding something that moves you. And maybe you get into a situation, you find out another, another stream of, uh, of revenue or another, another job, another, you meet somebody in life who you, you know, kind of touch and they turn you on to something else and you might change gears, but that's life. That's what life is about. And you always doing the right thing is going to lead you to where you're supposed to be. If that makes sense. Yeah. It makes perfect <laughs> sense. It makes perfect sense. And I've, <clears throat> now let's ease over into if I was looking for that person, are there some specific uh, segments of the market or some some pools out there where those people tend to congregate where I, you know, could maybe narrow my search? Well, I think that where we have, um, we've tried a lot. We've not tried everything because we don't have 50 agents or 500 agents working for us. Uh, so we, we still have a lot of learning ourselves. However, um, College, I don't know, everyone lives in different places in the world. We're lucky where we live in a huge metropolitan area. So colleges are, are good for that because real estate is the easiest path to wealth in the world, in America anyway, um, whether you're investing or just helping people invest. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go to college for it. So you, you find people who want, want to do something more with their life part-time, so um, – you know, social media, there's a lot of social media groups that you can be a part of. And you just, you got to be careful of because there's a lot of bad people on there looking to be selfish mm-hmm. and they ruin it, right? So people are very hesitant. However, if again, posting every single day, a little part of your business and they start seeing your success, they start seeing your examples, those people will come to you. All right. So social media, uh, but not actually physically recruiting, but just living your example you'll have these conversations. It's a new world with, um, you know, COVID. I don't think it's ever going to get back to how it was. It's the new norm is never going to be the same. So Zoom meetings, we call it virtual coffees, mm-hmm. where you have 15-minute conversations with, with the people, and you can tell pretty much within the first 15 minutes if they have enough to go on from there to put your invest your time in and then start taking it to the next level. So social media is good. Colleges are good for people who want to make extra money selling you, you have them help you with open houses and uh, that kind of thing. And you pay them part of the commission on the back end. So if they're willing to do some work on the front end for a commission that may or may not happen, that's another good sign that they have a, a, an open mind to how the business actually works. And so we've done that too. If you have a bit of success and you want to take a young person who is interested in social marketing and they see what you're doing, they'll change gears pretty fast. All right. That's what we found. Like we hire people to help us with our social media posting. They see our success and they see our freedom and they go, Hey, how hard is it to get your license? We go, well, not that hard at all. Actually it's two weeks in school and the state test. 
Mm-hmm. And they go, well, maybe we could do that on the side. So kind of you're, you're recruiting people for one thing, but they see what you're doing and they want to transfer that, you know, into what you're doing. And, and so that's, that's also, we've had some good experience with that too. You know, um, you know, the old adage that people want to work with successful people and something yeah. you just mentioned, uh, social media does give you an opportunity to show, you know, repetition in business. You can show how how continually successful or, or active that you are in the real estate sector. You can also showcase certain properties, you know, certain techniques, events that you're going to. You can make it look very inviting and fun. And I, I, I buy into that 100%. I think if you do that correctly, people will tend to flock to you. They'll start migrating towards you. Yeah, we've taken out ads, too, for, um, look, there's so many people, Uber drivers, uh, pizza delivery guys, who do nothing but drive around urban and, and, and country neighborhoods that you go, listen, here, if you find a house that looks disheveled and you give me the address, I will try to buy that house. And if I buy it, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars. All right. And so you got, you got that kind of recruiting where people are just going to make extra money doing their normal work of life. And they go, wait a minute, how do you do it? How are you going to give me a thousand dollars? Now you got them maybe become wanting to become an investor. You can kind of walk them through the process. So, um, We've done, we've tried that before. There's ads on, it used to be Craigslist. I don't, I don't do it anymore. I, I don't know if Craigslist, you know, that place is kind of spooky, but, um, you know, people, <laughs> do you, what, do you want to make extra money? Spooky is a very <laughs> fair term for that. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a lot of ways to do it, uh, to, to recruit people who are in their natural form of business to make side money doing real estate, looking for house, looking for somebody who's going to sell a house and, if they have a part of it, no, being an investor, you can pay anyone anything you want. Being a realtor, it gets a little bit gray. Uh, I know for it, Florida, yeah. uh, imagine the world too. But mm-hmm. yeah, so there's, there's, it depends on your line of, of professionalism, but uh, a professional line, I should say, whether you're a realtor or an investor. But um, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity. Um, you never, also, you don't know who your audience is. A lot of time, it's not about quantity, it's about quality. Yes, yes sir. Uh, say the same message all the time, and you never know who you're talking to. Yep. Yep. Consistency and quality. Exactly. Yeah. Jeremy, this has been um, not only insightful, you, uh, you're you a pleasure to visit with. You know, you're full of uh, knowledge. You, you've been very successful. And I, I love a guy that just starts out there at the, you know, at, at the ground floor, you know, out there digging holes, digging pits and works his way up through the, the who, you know, who can't get behind stories like that. Mm-hmm. So um, congratulations. You know, on the recent success that you've had with the uh, the company and the sale, and are you okay if I if we talk a little bit just briefly about Torisk uh, Pro Advisors and maybe leveraging that website for people to get a hold of you? Absolutely, yeah. That's um, the business I, I run to help um, mentor, coach, leadership coaching, uh, business coaching. Uh, right now I'm not taking on many clients because I'm so involved with the construction company for the next year. However, I am a very hyper person. So I do have the, the little space, but, uh, we're building toward, um, a video, co- um, concept for helping part-time realtors go pro. That's kind of the, the whole concept of pro advisors to help you go pro in your, in your chosen field. That will be coming down the road. A lot of big stuff coming there. Uh, my other company for the real estate is called Taurus Team. So it's all about, you know, team mentality, go pro, uh, Taurus Pro Advisors. We're going to have other mentors and coaches uh, help with people. If that's not my cup of tea, I'll have 
my little network of, of other advisors. Um, I wrote the book Labor to Leadership, and uh, you can get that on that website too. And that's really what I wrote it from a, a concept. I'm a horrible reader. This is a really easy book to read. It's half about my story called The Learning. The last half is called The Elements, and that's about it's called The Teaching. It's got business elements, how business uh, parts work with each other, you know, whether it's a uh, uh, marketing, sales, contract elements, financial elements, there's all elements. And, and what, how did I learn from them, the mistakes I made? So really, I just want to touch the most people I can touch. If you guys, anyone ever in your audience wants to do a 15 or 30 minute virtual coffee with me, we'll find time to do that. And um, I'm here to help your listeners in any way that I can possibly be here to help them. Have them reach out to jeremytours.com uh, and there's a contact form in there. And uh, all, re all roads kind of lead to that. LinkedIn, I live on LinkedIn. Message me on LinkedIn backslash Jeremy Torsk. And just remember, my last name is Two Risk, and my blood type is B positive. So how could I possibly go wrong? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for being on the podcast show. That's our time today. I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, go to Jeremy. Torisk, T O R I S K dot com, Jeremy com. That's Torisk Pro Advisors. You can meet Jeremy. Uh, there's there's tabs on there for leadership, coaching, speaking engagements. Buy his book. Mm -hmm. Buy the book out there. Uh, let's see. That's uh, Labor way, to Leadership. Nine, I have it at 99 cents for the ebook right now. 99 cents, 4.99 for the paperback. I think 14.99 for the hardcover. It's on iTunes, Audibles. Uh, I've lowered this thing as low as I could possibly do it because I don't need money. I need to help people. And so if yes. I can get out there, all of these products are as low as they could possibly that Amazon will let me put them. Nice. So okay. go out, get it. And I literally, I make like 30 cents a book. I literally, literally it's to help people. So grab it. I just asked that maybe you leave me a review because that helps to you know promote it more. And an honest review, not, not even a five-star, just an honest review. That will help me. Thank you so much for your time, guys. You've been so, so generous. Thank you. You bet, Jeremy. Well, thanks for being on, and we'll look forward to, uh, to another conversation with you here in the near future. Yes. Awesome. All right. Thanks. So, Jeremy was awesome. Yeah, he was. He was a yeah. very insightful you know, and I think it reinforces what we, we typically talk about and everybody says, oh, so-and-so's, excuse me, so successful or they have this agent that's super successful. Yeah. Try to dissect that person, there's the different elements that they bring to the table and then go out and replicate it. Go find somebody that's either from, uh, you know, that has the similar, similar type of, of um, just makeup or DNA mm -hmm. to them that's maybe from a similar career path, maybe from a similar um, industry. Yeah. We find a lot of times in brokerage business, for example, that the best agents don't come from real estate. They're not well, yeah. previously yeah. licensed. They may have, you know, ran a, a co-op elevator out here in the country, or they, they may have been a, a feed store salesman and they got the real estate license and now they're selling real estate and they're really good at it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's exciting to hear him talk. I'm I'm glad he uh, I'm glad he joined us on the call today. Me too. He was great. Very good. I like his um, on his website. He has this quote that says, "World class athletes need continuous coaching to keep up with the best in their fields. So do world class business professionals." I like that quote. That's, that's a pretty awesome. good one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Let's see if we can get the screen to switch here. 
know why it keeps hanging up for some reason. I don't know. It uh, no switchy sometimes. We're great at technology. If you guys <laughs> haven't figured this out yet, I'm what's known as especially on uh, this show where we've screwed up five times already. <laughs> yeah, I'm what's known as high functioning, not great at it. <laughs> um, this is interesting. You can't see it on the screen okay. because uh, because you can't. Here, I'll disconnect and bring it back up while I'm talking. But I noticed. Um, Came out in the news today, Bernie Madoff passed away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Uncle Bernie. Uncle Bernie. Yeah. Uh, what was that show about Uncle Bernie? Bernie, Bernie uh, Mac? Uh, no, the one where the guy died and they kept, they carried him <laughs> oh, around the party. Weekend of Bernie. Weekend of Bernie's. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That may have been the inspiration for that show. You never know. <laughs> I'm um, pretty sure that show was built in the 80s and Bernie died like yesterday. So he did. Okay. He did. He was 82 years old and uh, died in prison. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's what happens when you steal people's money. Going through here, it says um, <laughs> it began to unravel um, as investors flocked to withdraw their money in 2008, which the no money was no there. Yes, uh, he didn't have it. Uh, looks like he had set up a Ponzi scheme that the holdings were supposedly over sixty billion dollars. Mm -hmm. Uh, they recovered about $17.5 of that. But if you're around 2008, you know, and paying attention to the news, you may remember this guy. Anyhow, Bernie Madoff passed away. Yeah. So, I mean, sorry uh, to his family. That's still, you know, no matter how bad a guy is, his family is in mourning right now. But True. Yeah. True. And that's, you know, what a, what a sad end to, you have to be a very intelligent, a very talented individual. <laughs> the, uh, and now I want you to think for a minute about the salesmanship you know the skill set to go Bernie out. Bernie Madoff had to scam all those people. It's 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 undeniable yeah. because yeah. he took the affluent. You know these were not these people that were donating or, or not yeah, donating but investing. You know millions well of dollars. People. Yeah, mm -hmm. these are affluent people for the most part that were trusting, and uh, I'm sure they had if they didn't do the research, had somebody else do the research, and he had set up a very elaborate plan. So, mm -hmm. had he elected to use those talents for good versus evil? Um, then, uh, you know, gone, yeah. Team USA would be victorious. I am reading what finally did come up on the screen and just realized that his sons are the ones that are, that turned him in. That's the crazy part of that story to me. Oh, wow. Yeah, eventually he told his sons, Mark and Andrew, about a scam. They contacted federal authorities who arrested him. Close family. Yeah, maybe he... <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we don't have to get into all of that. <laughs> all right. Very good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this episode. We uh, look forward to seeing you next time inside the sale ring. Thank you for joining us for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside The Sale Ring.